0: Hello, everybody. Here, I'm to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your plat- podcasts on any platform. Like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need. You need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Lions Talk. I'm Joe. I'm with Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press. I'm glad to have him on. Thank you for coming on, Dave. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know how it is. It's rumor season for this whole NFL draft thing. So I was pretty, it was pretty wild to hear that rumor about the second, the 32nd for the first overall pick that grabbed Aiden Hodgson.
1: Yeah, we were just talking about that before we started recording here. I, uh, (laughs) Look, I mean, um, you know, I've written it. I think Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in the draft and the best fit for the Lions. And, you know, I I think I do think they would take him at number two. Would they be interested in trading up? Yeah, probably. But, you know, to me, giving up that that extra first round pick that you got is is a little pricey to go up one spot just to get a guy who, um, you know, again, I don't know that anyone thinks he's Miles Garrett or or, you know, Von Miller or, or a player like that as good as he is. And, and it's not like you're you're going to get a bad player at two. So, um, you know, let's wait and see how, how that shakes out. But uh, I'd be a little, little surprised if um, given the extra draft capital that they have, if they use it to move up one spot in the draft.
0: Yeah, I would I would totally be surprised if they use the capital to move up, especially where they are in the rebuild. But I seen your mock draft last, yesterday and I was like, Wow, he got Jermaine Johnson at second overall. <laughs> that
1: surprised everybody, huh?
0: It surprised everybody, but I it was kind of outside the box cuz I think he's going to start rising really quick. But uh what was the method behind Jermaine Johnson at two?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I wrote about it a little bit on, on freak.com, but I I mean the 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 gist of it is, right? Again, if Aiden Hutchinson is there, I think the Lions take him, right? I think he's he's the yeah. guy. If he's not you know, they've got a decision to make, right? I mean, is it, um, you know, do you take an offensive tackle, which you already have two pretty good ones. And, you know, those guys, uh, both and and Neil are are pretty good prospects. Um, So they would fit from that standpoint, but I just don't know, you know, from a roster building standpoint, if that's what you want to do. And and so if that's not what you want to do, you know, I, I don't know that a quarterback is worth taking up there. Um, Malik Willis, obviously being the, uh, the name that a lot of fans are, are attached to right now, but that <laughs> that sort of leaves you with Kyle Hamilton or another, you know, pass rusher. And to me, taking a safety at two is, it's a little pricey. I mean, it's, I think Hamilton is a, is a good player. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about him from scouts, but, um, you know, it's it's sort of that, that value trap that you fall into where, uh, you know, drafting him at two, uh, I I just, I I think there's, there's a better use of that in in the fact that if you do get a a pass rusher at two, you can pair that with the safety at 32 or 34, pretty good player. We should start for you day one. So as I look at it, I still think the pass rusher is the way to go for the Lions at two. And and Mm -hmm. after Hutchinson, there's Kayvon Thibodeau and there's, um, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson, who, who I gave to them obviously. And, um, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, and I just – look, Trayvon Walker, really good player, great combine. I think Thibodeau, um, you know, he's he's probably got the highest upside of all those. I don't know that Thibodeau is the right fit for Dan Campbell. Uh, I don't know that Walker is the best fit schematically for what they do defense. Defensively, I think – you know, I know the Lions like Jermaine Johnson from the time they they had with him at the, the yeah, senior at bowl. Senior bowl yeah. I think he's a good player. So I, I think that fits for them, even though it seems a little unorthodox right now.
0: So you said you like Kayvon Thibodeau, but you don't think he's the right fit. Why would he not be the right fit?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I just, look, having talked to, you know, some Lions people. I just know that they, you know, culture is something that they, they're they really high on, that they want to, you know, uh, make sure they have the right fits for, um, you know, whoever comes into that locker room. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, Thibodeau, the, the feedback that I've gotten is – this is from people who've been in the room with him when he's done his formal combine interviews at the, you know, at the, uh, the combine and people that have, have been around him. they, they wonder, you know, if he is all in on football, I know he said he was at the combine, but they wonder, you know, if football is and will always be a priority to him um, they wonder how his personality will mesh in that locker room. You know, I had somebody tell me that, you know, they think he'll definitely have his, his fans in the locker room, you know, his friends in the locker room, but that they do think that, you know he's the, the type of personality that would rub a lot of people the wrong way in the locker room too. And I just at this stage of the rebuild, I don't know that that's something that the Lions, you know, want to uh I don't know that that um, his talent is enough for the Lions to want that over he, someone else that exactly they
0: feel comfortable with. Yeah it's just it's crazy because you know when he came, you know, when there was when the draft process first started, you you were like, okay, he's a good player, but then you know all this this stuff started coming out. And then the combine happened and it was like, you, you can't be doing that. That's bad. Optically wise.
1: Yeah. And again, I mean, I, you know, Brad Holmes saw him and saw him at his best when he was down there during the season, went to see him when he played UCLA and he was just dominant. And again, I think, you know, Kayvon is a good player from the, the film that I've watched. Um, you know, I think he'll, he's still going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Oh, yeah. um, I just know there, that there are some teams that are sort of wrestling with that fit.
0: Especially when you bring him into the culture of a rebuilding team, you kind of need the right player to be in that position.
1: And look, you know, he might come in here and maybe, maybe the Lions are more comfortable with it than, you know, I've been led to believe and, and, you know, maybe the Lions end up with him and have a, uh, you know, get a, a future star on the, the defensive line. I mean, whoever it is, if they get that type of player, they need that type of player for their defense at, at one of those positions. They just need a playmaker. And that's why I, you know, I don't rule out Kyle Hamilton because maybe he is that at safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I just think the the value is there for one of those pass rushers
0: at, at pick number two. Now the second question, one of the questions that was, I had broke down was, uh, what is your feelings on Malik Willis? I know a lot of people love him. I'm not, per- I'm not personally impressed by him. It just he doesn't check all the boxes to me, and I know with some scouting for people I talk to, he doesn't check the boxes with them. But he is a good leader in a lot for a culture. But I just don't think he's a right fit for the Lions right now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, the Lions know a whole lot more about him than I think anyone, just because they they spent that time with him, you know, at the camp, at the yep. uh, scene. I'm sorry. And so, you know, if they think he's, uh, let me put it this way. You know, I, I'm not quite there yet on making him the number two pick of the draft. And I've, I've been driving the, the quarterback train for the Lions for a couple of years now. <laughs> um, but that being said, I, I wouldn't have a problem with him taking it because I think the Lions need a long-term solution at quarterback. And yep. they've spent enough time around him that if they came away from that senior bowl feeling like he can be um you know a future star and that's his most probable outcome as a player right even even though he's he's going to need a year of seasoning um then you take him at two right because if you solve your quarterback um you know issue for the future then you have a whole lot going right for you as you try to build this team
0: yeah i don't know if you believe the same thing i believe i believe he has the highest ceiling out of any of the quarterbacks but it's going to be a little bit of a project getting him there
1: yeah i think that's fair you know as someone uh, explained it to me early on that um you know of all the quarterbacks in this draft right there are some that are more pro ready and you know that may go on to have better careers who knows but um the quarter, most of these quarterbacks are guys that you win with and Malik Willis yeah. is the only one who has the skill set that you can win because of and mm-hmm. whether he reaches you know that that ceiling and becomes that player you know it's going to depend on him it's going to depend on the the coaching staff and how they nurture him the organization uh, but he's at least the one that that has the ability to be that guy that you win because of. And to me, if I'm if I'm drafting a quarterback high, that's the type of, of you know, skill set that I want in my guy.
0: Uh, and then the, one of the questions that I wanted, I have so many questions, but we only got a limited time because you're a busy guy. Uh, <laughs>
1: Shoot, him! I got a few minutes? You're good?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, why receiver? Are they going to take one earlier? Because I know in your mock draft on the freep.com they had, you had George Pickens coming to the Lions at, I think, 32 or 30, 32 or 34. Yeah. One of those. And, um, like, I know that they – I know Brett Holmes is fantastic at drafting wide receivers later, like Cooper Cup, Fan Jefferson. Right. Am I – I'm odd saying, bro, do you think he waits late or do you think he goes early?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned those guys, right? Josh Reynolds, who's now with the Lions, he was part yep. of that. You know, that uh, that team in, in L.A. That, that obviously took him, um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Robert Woods was a Buffalo guy, I guess, so um, he didn't necessarily draft him. But, you know, I, I think um, the depth of this draft at that position sort of allows you to, to play it either way. You know, I mean, I, um, talking to a receivers coach, I know, you know, he wasn't as high on the receiver position in the draft as some others just because he didn't see you know, the superstar necessarily out of that group and of the top guys, there were, you know, some injury concerns, but mm-hmm. he did say it's a really deep draft and, and I think most people agree with that. And, and so, look, if you're the Lions, you don't need to spend the 30-second pick on it. I think you can if the right guy is there. You know, I, I think Pickens has a chance to be that that X receiver that they want and that's why I, I gave him to them, but he's got his own injury concerns, you know, so okay. I, I don't know how he would check out medically. Um, I, I think it, it just comes down to who's there. You know, um, if uh, if it's the right guy, I certainly could see the Lions doing it. But you're 100 percent right that, you know, Brad Holmes has had a lot of success. Um, I said that's about the safety position too. you know, taking finding guys at that position, uh, you know, on day two, that can be impact players or turn into impact players in time. And the fact that the Lions signed DJ Shark, uh, you know, to pair with Amon Ross St. Brown, that gives them a little bit of leeway and flexibility in how they they build that receiving position.
0: Yeah, if I was reading anything, you know, into it when he resigned Josh Reynolds, he signed DJ Tark. I was like, I think maybe he's going to take it later, but I think the whole draft is going to be like thrown off because of all these teams that need wide receivers in the first round.
1: You know the, uh, I think the uh, yeah, you're right. And a lot of the, those teams now are picking in the twenties, right before the Lions, <laughs> right? Kansas City needs one and. You know, Green Bay could use a couple probably. And, Green Bay know, needs so, a couple, yeah, couple. Yeah, yeah so, so who knows what they do. I, uh, you know, I've, I've said this too. You know, I wrote this early on when it came to free agency that, you know, I think that what the Lions were trying to do this offseason was surround Jared Goff with the, you know, all the, the pieces that, you know, he needed to be successful or that they needed to make the, the proper evaluation on him. And, you know, they're still trying to go young defensively. And so, look, if they went defense, defense, defense with those first three picks, um, you know, 132 and 34. I don't know that many fans would complain either because I think you can get a starter at uh, linebacker. The Lions are going to make another move here, a linebacker. Um, I think they're going to, um, you know, you could probably get a starter at, at safety. You could probably get a starting pass rusher. Um, you know, so if, if that's how it shook out, uh, I think the Lions could certainly, um, you know, add some players that would impact their defense.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that, because that's the biggest uh, thing that they need to add is, Playmakers of defense. I mean, I think they're, I think Romeo Acquire coming back. And hopefully, he comes back 100% because you never know with Achilles, but it's just an interesting way. But they're in a total rebuild, but there's a guy that everyone wants to know. And there's a lot of people that don't like them. There's a lot of people that do. It's Jordan Davis at two. Would you take, would you even, would you even mutter those words?
1: Not at two. You know, you just don't take a nose tackle at two. And, and maybe yeah. Jordan Davis can. You know be more than that I mean his athletic pro- profile suggests that he has but um you know I don't know that um you know given you know how he played at Georgia and, and how you know that defense used him um I don't know that you make that projection and, and take him at too so I know you know I know there's a lot of people right now that are are uh Yeah. The Jordan Davis (laughs) bandwagon and rightfully so. I mean, the guy's a really good player. And if you watch any Georgia football this year, they got a lot of really good players on that defense. Oh yeah, I think NFL teams would be happy to have any number of those guys, but um, for the lions, I don't, I don't think he quite fits it too. I mean, you know, you know, they drafted Lee McNeil last year, right. He's, he's their nose tackle and and Levi and, you know, Levi didn't have a great year, but um, you know, they, they still project him to, to do, uh you know to be a productive player um you know on the interior of that line right Michael Brockers is around for another year what to me what they need more is is that that edge and, and that's where uh you know you get guys like uh, you know Johnson and Thibodeau and Hutchinson and even Trayvon Walker come into the mix
0: yeah there's a guy that dropped to in, in one of the mock chart simulators that I was doing with George Carloft is at 32 do you think that's even a remote possibility
1: um, you know, I think it probably depends what happens early. Like, I, I don't know that they they need two of them. Right. If they take a defensive end up high. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I know he look doubling down. Is not not the worst option. Karloftis is a good player. So, uh, you know, we being here in Big Ten country got to see him plenty. Um, yep. So, you know, yep. Yep. Uh, from a, uh, a talent standpoint, it, it wouldn't be a bad move at all. But I think the Lions have a ton of holes to fill, and you mentioned Romeo's back. They still have Julian Acuira, Austin Bryant, right there. Yep. signed Charles Harris. So, um, at some point, you got to make sure you're addressing other areas too.
0: Yeah. That, that's, so, what is the most important areas for them to address this offseason, like a th- in like the three top three? Yeah. Um,
1: well, I mean, look, I. Um, I think the most important thing to do at number one is just get a playmaker, right? I don't think the position matters as much as having someone that can cause turnovers. And and like, that's what this defense has lacked. Just those those true blue chip guys who, you know, um, make plays on the ball and impact the game. Like the lions have some good young talent, but they just need more impact players. So um, if it's not, you know, Hutchinson, and if the Lions determine, you know, Kyle Hamilton to be that guy, you know, maybe maybe it is a safety that they go up top. And, and so I wouldn't want to force positions. But in general, you know, I, I still think they need a starting safety, um, even though they do have another move, that linebacker coming. I, I do think they need another linebacker. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I think they absolutely need a receiver. Um, you know, that, that pass rusher, if you get an elite guy is important because you don't have an elite edge rusher right now. And look, I i mean, quarterback to me is is a need because it's such an important position and such a long-term need. But again, I just don't know that the guy uh, is there
0: to take uh, in this draft. It's such a lion's way to actually have the second pick in the draft. And there's no quarterback or generational pass rush or like a Chase Young or <laughs> a Zach <Yeah>. Wilson. <laughs> That's such a, a lion's thing. But I thank you for joining me today. It's been really a pleasure to have you on. Yep.
1: Yeah, man, happy to uh, happy to be on, and uh, you know maybe uh, after this draft season we'll do it again sometime. So
0: definitely, definitely. Everyone was like when I shared your you were coming on the podcast on the page, they were like they were like, oh hell yeah! So that was that was good. It was good to have you on the podcast. On the what season. do you think,
1: man? You think uh, you you optimistic about them this coming season? Is that a uh,
0: see? I I. I think I think they had need. They need to they need to cover a lot of holes, obviously. But that offense is going to be really, really just. It's going to be killer. I think the offensive line, DeAndre Swift, the the, the wide receivers. There's they got so much talent. On offense. What I worry about is the defense. Most importantly,
1: yeah, like I said, man, you know, get a get a playmaker there, and uh, we'll see. I I do. I will say this. You know, I've said it many times before. Like. I don't know what they're going to be, you know, and I certainly right now would not make predict them to be a playoff team. You know, right. year. But I do think they take a step forward. And I, I do think they have some good, um, you know, the right leadership in place. And yeah. now they just need more of the right talent in place. And if that happens I, with the schedule this year with, you know, what's going on in the NFC North, every team rebuilding, including eventually the Packers, you know, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe the Lions time is coming here.
0: The- well, I made a bold pr- pr- prediction that I, I think they're going to be, they're not going to finish last in division. I think that's that's going to be the Bears this year. <laughs> First time yeah. in a,
1: a few years for that to
0: happen. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's just it's there, it's a good thing they're in the NFC and not the AFC because boy, the AFC yeah. looks like it's just absolutely killer, loaded <laughs>
1: man. So many good quarterbacks. That's why I say, hey, I mean, think about it, right? The Packers for thirty years have had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, I and now you look mm-hmm. at the not just in the NFC North, but really across the division. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, two basically forty-year-old quarterbacks, right? Who are yeah. The, the two best quarter. And, you know, I know Dak's good. And right. There's, it's not like those are the only guys, but, but they are the, the two best teams probably, you know, Matthew Stafford right through the Rams in there, but they are yep. the two best quarterbacks here. And so I just think that there is for whatever team in the NFC and specifically the NFC North uh that gets that quarterback position, right. There certainly is an opportunity years ahead.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just crazy because like you see all these old and aging quarterbacks with uh, the Rams, obviously with Stafford. Rodgers, Packers, he lost every wide receiver that you can think of. And then you got Tom Brady, who is 45, and the GM of the Buccaneers thinks he can still go on for another couple years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll see if the Lions, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's this year. I don't know how it comes. But if they uh, they manage to get that quarterback thing right, and I think that's, you know, again, to the point of why they they wanted to build how they did this offseason, right? Give Jared Goff an opportunity. Look, Jared Mm -hmm. Goff is, even though I've been critical of him, um i think you know I, i've always pointed out that like we're not talking about like a guy who's um you know the uh, uh, you know uh deserves to be a backup in the nfl or something like this right he's, kind of he's a overall decent overall he's kick. a
0: decent he's a decent quarterback you can win with them obviously i mean they yeah, went to the super bowl with them but he's just not exactly. he doesn't check he doesn't check all those boxes that you would say yeah this guy can definitely win you a, win you a game by himself you know
1: it's sort of like we were talking about with these this the, the draft quarterbacks right that I agree 100% with what you said. You know, he, he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. He's He's got some talent, right? He was the number one overall pick in the draft. Um, so he's definitely a guy that you can win with. But, um, you know, if you don't have one of those Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allens or you know, those guys that are, are really atop the, the position in the AFC,
0: then... Uh, those are guys you him. win because of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins is the same pretty much quarterback. So it's interesting to see them in the same division.
1: Yeah, but I mean, uh, it, I, I, I think that's an app comparison, so. <laughs> I,
0: I thank you for coming on, though, today. I know you have a busy schedule and everything.
1: You got it. We'll talk to you again.
0: All right, see you. That was Dave Briquette of the Detroit Free Press, and this is the Lions Talk with Joe Chapp.